Hello, I'm Terry Schultz, and I am channeling Brussels, getting newsmakers, movers, and shakers to lose the lingo, burst out of the Brussels bubble, and have real conversations about critical foreign and security policies facing our world. It's the rest of the story, beyond the few seconds of sound bites that make it into the news. This edition of Channeling Brussels is brought to you by the Atlantic Council. So in this show, I'm joined by someone I had heard about for many years, but never actually met before now, Bill Browder. More people than ever know about Bill Browder now because Russian President Vladimir Putin is so annoyed about his campaign for sanctions on human rights violators that Putin brought this up at the Helsinki summit with President Donald Trump. Putin suggested the U.S. could be helpful in giving Browder to Moscow. So why does the Russian president want so badly to get his hands on Bill Browder? because Browder is the driving force behind the Magnitsky Act, in honor of his friend and former accountant, Sergei Magnitsky, who was killed in a Russian prison in 2009 while investigating tax fraud allegedly committed by Russian officials exploiting Browder's company. Browder was determined to see those officials punished and managed to get the Sergei Magnitsky Rule of Law Accountability Act through Congress in 2012. That became the Global Magnitsky Act, applicable to human rights violators worldwide in 2016. Canada, the Baltic states, and the United Kingdom have all passed their own Magnitsky Acts. Browder says other countries are considering it, but what he really wants is for the European Union to pass it. So it would apply in all 28 member states. So far, this wish has eluded Browder. The Dutch government held an EU-wide meeting this month aimed at passing a global human rights sanctions measure, but without the name Magnitsky, which for Browder is a deal-breaker. He says it's cowardly at a time when the world needs to stand up to the Kremlin. I'll let him explain. Sergei Magnitsky was killed November 16, 2009, in a Russian prison at the age of 37, and I've been on a mission to get justice for him. And the mission has taken up, um, has, has, has morphed into um, a number of laws passed around the world named after Sergei Magnitsky called the Magnitsky Act. And the Magnitsky Act freezes assets and bans visas for the people who killed Sergei Magnitsky and the people who commit similar types of atrocities anywhere in the world. There are now six countries that have the Magnitsky Act, the United States, Canada, the UK, Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania. But the real prize is the European Union. And we've been trying and trying and trying to get the European Union on board. And we finally have a, a, a little glimmer of hope now. Um, the glimmer of hope was that the Dutch government, I should say the Dutch parliament, forced through a resolution the Dutch government to come to the EU and propose a formal Magnitsky Act. The Dutch government was reluctant, unwilling, hesitant, but they were forced through a democratic process to do this. However, um, when they actually proposed their EU Magnitsky Act, they did something extremely upsetting, which is they scrubbed it and deleted all reference to Sergei Magnitsky from top to bottom. I don't get that, why? Well, it's very simple that Vladimir Putin hates the name Magnitsky. It refers to a, a massive crime that he was a beneficiary of. And he's doing everything possible in every different place to have the Magnitsky acts repealed and have Magnitsky's name taken off them at a minimum. And it's not the first time that Vladimir Putin has, has um, wanted this to happen. In, in 2016, a famous Russian lawyer, Natalia Veselnitskaya, went to Trump Tower um, to meet with Donald Trump Jr. to offer dirt on Hillary Clinton, and in return, wanted the Magnitsky Act repealed. But while she was in the United States, 
she had a second initiative, which has never been publicized, which is she went to U.S. Congress um, with a bunch of extremely high-paid U.S. lobbyists and got a, a famous U.S. Putin-loving politician, Dana Rohrbacher, and, and effectively, on behalf of Vladimir Putin, Dana Rohrbacher submitted a formal amendment to the Global Magnitsky Act to, to delete Sergei Magnitsky's name off of that act. He failed miserably at the, for, at the House Foreign Affairs Committee. It was voted down almost unanimously minus his vote. Um, but that showed how important deleting Sergei Magnitsky's name is from the Magnitsky Act. And now we have the Dutch government, who are supposed to be these human rights um, supporters, doing Vladimir Putin's bidding. And he may not have even asked them directly. It may be self-censorship and they negotiated with themselves to do this. So um, what this would do is if the EU passes it, it would mean that um, you, could put, you could put Russians or anyone else, any human rights offenders on a blacklist, um, but based on, based on what? It's already difficult enough even with these people that they know participated in you know, the invasion of, and annexation of Crimea. So how, how would that work exactly? So the, the answer is that, that they would go onto a list and that list would mean that their assets would be frozen in the EU and their visas would be canceled. And um, it's not easy to get people on these lists. It hasn't been easy in the United States. It, ha it won't be easy here in the EU. Um, but at the moment, the legislation doesn't even exist. The EU has legislation for putting people responsible for chemical weapons on lists, people responsible for political invasions, but there, there doesn't exist people responsible um, for human rights violations. And as we know, we're living in a world of massive human rights violations taking place every day, everywhere. The most recent atrocity is the Jamal Khashoggi murder and dismemberment by the Saudi regime, and which is a perfect case study in people who should be subject to a Magnitsky Act. But so the Dutch government took the name Magnitsky off, which, I mean, does that invalidate the purpose of the legislation? I mean, I mean if it lowers opposition and it gets it passed. There's going to be opposition no matter what. Um, and so there's absolutely no point in negotiating with oneself. It's like deleting Sakharov's name or, or Mandela's name because that like upset didn't upset Russia or South Africa so much. I mean, it, it's, it's ridiculous. Sergei Magnitsky's name is on six pieces of legislation. It's been his sacrifice, his murder, that led, that led to this entire movement. And now what, the Dutch want to just delete it? That's just, that, that's just offensive to anybody who knows anything about the story. I mean, why hasn't someone else done it? Well, um, so, so let, let, let's look at how, how this happened. In, in 2011, the Dutch parliament called on, on, on the Dutch government unanimously. They, had, they passed a resolution to, to do a Dutch Magnitsky Act. At the time, in the parliament, um, uh, what, what one of my supporters was a, a man named Franz Timmermans. The moment that he became the foreign minister of Holland, he refused to do it, and he never had another meeting with me again. Um, and so our, our parliamentary supporters kept on top of the Dutch government, and kept on top, top, top of the Dutch government. And um, in April of this year, um, they went to the Dutch government again and said, let's do um, a Dutch Magnitsky Act. And the Dutch government said, we really think it's, it's a, um, uh, a great idea, but we think it should be done in an EU context, knowing full well that the EU had already vetoed it. And so um, my parliamentary supporters said, okay, we're gonna put a resolution through the parliament, giving you um, f five months to go to the EU and do this. And if you fail, you have to come back and, and present domestic Dutch legislation. 
And the Dutch government said, no, 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 don't, don't do that. And, and, and they said, we're going to do it. And so they put a formal resolution into the parliament and, and a number of, they had a number of votes. Um, uh, uh, the, um, uh, the Dutch government is a minority government and the VVD party, which is the main party of the Dutch government, voted against it along with the far right party. But every other party voted for it. And so the Dutch, part, the Dutch government was then um, sent kicking and screaming to Brussels to do a Magnitsky Act. Um, they didn't actually, it was, it was passed on the 3rd of April. They had five months. By the 3rd of September, they hadn't done anything. My parliamentary supporters said, what are you guys doing? And they finally grudgingly and screamingly have put, to, put together this, this initiative, deleting Sergei Magnitsky's name. This is not done out of like grandiose um, uh, goodness and, 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 and justice. This is done out of, out of um, being forced to do it. So, so let, let's talk about the European Parliament. Okay. In the European Parliament, um, in 2014, the, the Dutch, the European Parliament parliamentarians put a Magnitsky proposal in front of the European Parliament and it passed unanimously in 2014. It was then, and, and, and the proposal was for the EU to do an EU Magnitsky Act. When Federica Mogherini, the head of the External Action Service, um, came into power in early of 2015, uh, she then considered it and wrote back to the Parliament saying, thank you very much, but I don't consider it to be a good idea. So on one hand, you have the European Parliament, which represents, the, the democratically represents the will of the people of Europe, unanimously calling for an EU Magnitsky Act. And then you have Federica Mogherini, a person who was appointed in a non-transparent process with no democratic representation, saying, no, I don't think it's a good idea. And so, and so she blocked it. Right. And, and informally, I was told by people in the, um, uh, in the commission, it's, it, this ain't never gonna happen um, at the EU level. You might as well go to EU member states. Why do they say it's not going to happen? The EU, as you say, likes to hold itself up as the world's you know, foremost human rights uh, defender. That's complete and utter nonsense. The EU is, is the most um, political, real politic, um, bureaucratic, um, uh, unemotive uh, un, uh, un organization out there. And to get anything happening in the EU, it requires power and leverage and force and, and, and shame to make things happen. Okay, well, <clears throat> at the moment, um, you've got the Skripal poisonings, you've got the attempted hacking of the OPCW and of um, the laboratory where, where, the, uh, where the, the samples were being done. I mean, if this isn't shame, and the Dutch government is angry, is really angry at Russia right now, and, and, and they're, relations they're, are, are bad. Their, their anger has not been supported by action. Um, the Dutch government or the European Parliament, I mean, or, or the Europe, European Union, European Parliament is great, European Union. Um, I mean, you, you have a situation, um, you have a situation where, in addition to those things you've just mentioned, the Skripal poisoning, the spying of the, of the chemical weapons lab, um, on, in addition to that, you have MH17, the killing of many, many hundreds of innocent people. You have the invasion of Crimea. You have tens of thousands of Ukra lost Ukrainian lives. And there's even, there's even talk um, uh, at the European Union about lifting sanctions against Russia. This is not an organization um, that, that has anything to do with human rights, and, and uh, it's, it needs huge reform to actually become functional in that area. So what's your glimmer of hope right now? Well, my glimmer of hope is, is because I've gone around to individual EU member states, we've created a situation where it's now in play, that the Magnitsky Act is now in play. 
And many other EU member states have already passed EU Magnitsky Acts. Estonia has passed one. Latvia has passed one. Lithuania has passed one. The United Kingdom has passed one, although the United Kingdom it will, soon to be, will soon be not an EU state. Um, I've been to Sweden, to Denmark, to Holland, and all of the um, parliaments there have proposed it to their governments, and the governments have all said, we think it's a great idea, let's do it in the EU context. Because and, they know that's a sure death. Well, it's not a sure death if, if they all get together and they decide that this is the way out of having to do domestic legislation, which will be forced on them by their parliaments. Estonia has been an EU president since, since you've been working on this. Why didn't they propose it? Why didn't they push it through while they were in control for six months? Excellent question. Who knows? Um, probably more real politic, but... Um, Lavia the same. Who, who knows? But, but you know, we, we, uh, I don't give up by all these things. I mean, I, I, I've been at this for nine years, and I, I, and, and I will succeed because I care about it more than the people who don't want it to happen care about it not happening. I was able to get a law passed in the United States um, uh, against Russia in the, in the form of the Magnitsky Act when President Obama was forcefully trying to push through the Russian reset. And he was against me in every possible way. But because it was the right thing to do, because Congress wanted it to happen, he was forced into a position where he couldn't not do it. Um, let's talk about you. Um, I was in Helsinki at, at the summit when, um, <laughs> when President Putin um, was trying to barter you off. And um, how did that feel? I mean, when you hear things like this and, and you see actually this uh, spark in President Trump's eye. Well, well, it, it's not the first time that, that Putin has tried to get me. Um, he's been after me for years. I mean, it was more of a surprise to the rest of the world to say, who is this Bill Browder that Putin is talking about than it was to me, because he's been frowning about me, scowling about me, talking about me for years after years and years. I mean, and he's furious with me because we've come up with this tool which puts his own for international fortune at risk. Um, but it was an incredibly powerful um, uh, boost to my Magnitsky campaign. If Putin hates me so much because of what I've done, then it must be, I must have done something right. And, and that, that has real resonance among lots of people in the world. And, and I, I've been getting calls from, from lots of parliamentarians in all sorts of countries saying, hey, can we, um, how do we do this Magnitsky Act stuff? We'd like to do it ourselves. Really? So he unwittingly did you the best, uh, the best uh, turn he could have done by advertising you at the Helsinki summit. Well, th th there's, there's a, an expression, it's called political jujitsu. When, when you're dealing with it- That with would an, be appropriate for him, right? When, when you're dealing with an opponent far bigger and far heavier than yourself, you have to let them collapse under their own weight. And that's what, what's been going on in my campaign, is that, that almost my best advocate for the Magnitsky Act continues to be Vladimir Putin, who does stupid things, says stupid things, and enrages people more and more and more. And even the most cynical, real politic, agnostic bureaucrats in Brussels at, at some point will come over to my side because Putin will make it happen. I don't know. I mean, if the parliament says they want it, but the commission is not interested, it can't budge. Well, no, it can budge if, if the if European member states decide to make it happen. And that's what's going on in Holland now. And and in spite of their their nasty little trick to to um, delete Sergei Magnitsky's name, um, I believe that the, the the just by putting it into play, even if they've done it sort of reluctantly and unwillingly, it will it will take on a life of its own. And uh, so is something moving? Uh, is, uh, so the, the, the proposal is to do an EU Magnitsky Act. It's a formal proposal by the Dutch, and they're immediately going to get support from four other countries, the United, the United Kingdom, the, the three Baltic countries, and I think they'll get support from, from Denmark and Sweden. 
I think that France will actually support this initiative based on what we're hearing. And so it will start to snowball. You also are calling for this to be applied now for the Khashoggi murder. We, we already know who the perpetrators are. The perpetrators are well known. Um, and, and on top of that, we already know who's involved in the cover-up. And, and, and they've even admitted that, 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 that it, they did it. And so this is, not, this is an absolute no-brainer in terms of um, um, uh, sanctions, Magnitsky sanctions. So why and isn't it happening? It, 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 it will happen. It will happen. I'm, I'm very, very confident that the United States will apply global Magnitsky sanctions to the people who killed uh, Jamal Khashoggi and the people involved in the cover-up. The only question is how high it goes. And I think that, that there's a lot of very heated discussions as people try to avoid sticking this on, on uh, Mohammed bin Salman. The, the administration would prefer to do nothing. However, they're not in a political position to do that. Both Republicans and Democrats are, are, are absolutely outraged in Congress. And Congress um, will do more than just the Magnitsky Act. And they, have, they don't have power to sanction people, but they have power to cut off military uh, supplies to Saudi Arabia. They have power um, to forbid the US in any kind of war efforts in Yemen. And, and they, will, they, will, they will exercise that power in Congress and there is, if they don't get satisfied with something. I'm not saying for sure that that will happen, but I'm saying that's the escalation that, that um, the White House is trying to avoid. And have you been more worried that, that, that these would be watered down in the states as well um, because of the Trump-Putin relationship? Um, well, so far they haven't because um, Congress has been, been, been uh, you know, for whatever criticism people have of Congress on Russia, on the Russian portfolio, it's, it's bipartisan and rock solid. So in fact, I would imagine that as time goes on, um, it will only be strengthened. And, and then just personally, um, <clears throat> when you've seen what happened with, with Skripal, when you've seen you know, journalists silenced, people continue to fall from fourth story uh, windows, um, things like this, I don't see a lot of, are there, do you have a lot of secret agents around right now protecting you? Or how do you get by on a daily basis, checking your doorknob, things like this? I always use a handkerchief. Not no, just kidding. <laughs> I know you've said. I've read that you say you're not afraid. Well, I, I don't live in fear. Of course, I try to take precautions how and when I can. But um, it's the um, uh, it's the fear, as opposed to the actual action, that that creates 90% of their success in terms of shutting people up. And I'm not going to shut up. And so um, uh, I'm not going to live in fear. I will do what I can to protect myself. But um, I'm carrying on. And as aggressive as I can, I'm going to get justice for Sergei Magnitsky and make these people in Russia who participated in that crime and who, who participated in the cover-up pay dearly for what they did. And how long will it take if things go, if you think that now the ball is rolling, when will we see this come into force? I mean, how quickly could we see it? I have no idea. And, and, and that's, that's one of my great uh, virtues is that by not putting a date, I, I don't get frustrated if it hasn't met that deadline. Some things happen quick, some things happen slow. I will carry on and carry on and carry on until this job is done. Well, thanks very much. Thank you. That was Bill Browder, the former investment banker who has turned his life into a campaign for global punishment of the Russian officials who killed his friend Sergei Magnitsky. Since the meeting in the Netherlands we talked about, Browder reports that Germany and France have indicated they'll support a global human rights sanctions regime which he still hopes will be named after his friend, Sergei Magnitsky. That's all my time for now. Many thanks to my guest, Bill Browder. As always, thanks to the Atlantic Council for sponsoring Channeling Brussels. And most of all, thanks to you for listening. I'm Terry Schultz. Join me next time.